Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tuesday, February 25th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 798, two episodes away from the Big 800 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here statement, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Colombo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us this evening, ladies and gentlemen, bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. He is, of course, the human suplex machine, of course, he is, of course, John Gross, a two, the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, of course, as we said, right here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway with tonight's itinerary, let us welcome J.D. and John to what should be an overwhelmingly explosive evening here tonight as we are two episodes away from hitting the milestone here, of course, on episode 798 of Revolution. Indeed. Thank you very much, JD. Of course, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our, to our group dedicated to, of course, what the WWE used to be before it started actually sucking, and that is, of course, the WWF. <laughs> there you go. WWF US, the old school tradition. If you care to join us through our live video feed tonight for Revolution episode 798 from WWF US tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WWFUS old school. And if you care to join us through talkshoe.com, <clears throat> please feel free to join us there 
at 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here today, which will, of course, include and, of course, not limited to, ladies and gentlemen. And in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, talk about what took place here on Monday Night Raw here last night, which, of course, we're going to hear a whole bunch here indeed from our guys here tonight. And there's any shortage of conversation on that on that topic right there. Of course, and what impacts Thursdays, this coming Thursday's event, of course, Super Showdown out in Saudi Arabia, plus also some wrestling experts coming your way here as well. So let, <coughs> let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right to it. And we're at 36 p.m. On Tuesday, February 25th, 2020, let's go on right ahead to the Ice Manager, the Geralmo of King Ice, as he brings us the wrestling news and views here for tonight's uh, 798 of Revolution. JD, please take it away. <clears throat> Monday's WWE Raw television show has 2.21 million viewers, according to ShowBuzzDaily.com. Viewership was down from the 2.437 million average from a week ago. It was a year ago at this time how Raw delivered 2.922 million viewers and a 2.05 rating. The first hour of Raw averaged 2.246, hour two did 2.27, and the final hour did 2.10. The actual number, as far as the rating goes, however, has not been released yet to the public, mind you. Meanwhile, XFL viewership declined in week three, however, as this week's games, however, took a big hit, however, as far as the third week in the XFL. The first game of the day, pending the Houston Roughnecks and the Tampa Bay Vipers, that saw 18,117 packed in Raymond James Stadium, the site of WrestleMania, which will be coming up in less than six weeks from now, drew 1.914 million viewers on the early afternoon on Saturday. Meanwhile, late afternoon, Seattle, where 20,220 saw Dallas beat Seattle, however, 2.051 million viewers watched the late afternoon game. Meanwhile, the D.C. Defenders took on the L.A. Wildcats Sunday evening, however, in the early evening game, which is mid-afternoon game in California, drew 1 million viewers. But the surprise, however, in speaking of D.C. real quick, 12,000 fans showed up at that game in DC, between D.C. and L.A. But the big game of the week, however, that drew 30,000, close to 30,000 in St. Louis, however, did not do well, however, with people watching at all. The New York Guardians, however, lost to the St. Louis Battlehawks as the Battlehawks picked up their first win in their new home, however, in the former Rams Stadium. But the viewership was not that strong whatsoever. Despite having 29,000 people packed in St. Louis, in which they will be packed again this Saturday afternoon to take on Dallas, however, only 1.47 million viewers watched the early afternoon game on Sunday. This week's games average total 1.61 million viewers with one game each on ABC, Fox, ESPN, FS1. The first week of games, however, averaged 3.11 million viewers with two games on Fox, one on ABC, and one on ESPN. Last week, however, kind of took a dive with 2.057 with two games on ABC, one on Fox, and one game on FS1. Meanwhile, however, Samoa Joe has been suspended, according to reports, however, for 30 days for a wellness policy violation. According to reports, however, Joe was not at the show last night in Winnipeg, however, and was suspended earlier today for violating the company's wellness policy. Per the policy, there are no specifics given as to what he was flagged for, however. Right now, however, he was sidelined by an undisclosed concussion injury at the time of the suspension. He could return before WrestleMania, but right now it is up in the air at this moment on whether or not that will be the case or not. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, according to reports, however, we understand The Undertaker, believe it or not, boarded a flight, however, late last night slash early this morning, however, for Saudi Arabia. And reports are saying he could show up this Thursday at Super Showdown in the uh, 
event there in Saudi Arabia at Super Showdown to begin the feud with AJ Styles, however. Reports are saying that AJ Styles could win the trophy, however. That'll be going on this week, however, mind you, however. As far as what's going on, however, mind you, this coming Thursday afternoon. In addition to that, there has also been reports, however, that AJ will be taking on Aleister Black next Monday night, however, in Brooklyn, however, at Monday Night Raw. Also, Beth Phoenix is set to return this coming next week, however, with reports saying, however, that her husband, Edge, Adam Copeland, could finally make his return to start building up the Randy Orton-Edge match, finally, possibly the following Monday night in John's neck of the woods in the nation's capital, the Capital One Arena in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, another match has now been added for the AEW Revolution this coming Saturday night, however. For the women's title, Chris Statlander will get her first crack at the belt, however, as she will take on the very dangerous, very nasty Nyla Rose, however, if you will. And finally, however, believe it or not, here on a bit of sweet note, however, I'm going to call it that, however, Vincentian High School, which is right up the street from my house here in Pittsburgh, however, will close its doors after this year, after 88 years because of declining enrollment. In 1939, however, the first student enrolled, and by 1973, the school became co-educational. Vincentian was founded in 1932 by the Vincentian Sisters of Charity, however, as a school for young women aspiring to the religious life, according to school officials. In 1995, however, the school entered a partnership with Duke King University and introduced the International Baccalaureate Program, which was offered until 2010. The school has more than 4,000 alumni. Right now, Vincentian's 12,100 tuition may have played a part in this, however, of them closing. As of now, however, there are currently 60 seniors, 40 juniors, 30 sophomores, and 30 freshmen attending the school. That being said, however, a lot of people were taken by surprise, however, they found out, however, believe it or not. In fact, Dana Hinn, the spokeswoman for the Western Province of the Sisters of Charity of Nazareth, said enrollment at the school has dipped below 200 students, and there didn't seem to be a lot of interest in the school during an open house in January in which only seven students toured. That being said, however, they could be finally closing the doors sometime this summer, after 88 years. Very bittersweet there indeed for those who I'm sure attended that school. Uh, but, uh, but of course, like I said, our prayers would be with, of course, all those that have been involved with that school for since it's open, that uh, they'll be able to, of course, be placed in other, other spots and not, and not be out of a job for quite some time. So, but our thoughts and prayers are with that. Thank you very much, here, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. And bringing all the news that fits print here in the WWS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, you always find a way to make it fit. In GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Nor would we ever try to, and we would not, indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now we go to Gerald Gross. <clears throat> As we, of course, uh, now get set to talk about our resident for today. February the 25th. 30 years ago today, we put it at 1990, NWA presented Wrestle War 90 Wild Thing from my neck of the woods, Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. 9,894 were in attendance with 170,000 homes watching on pay-per-view as up from 120,000 for the event in 1989. <clears throat> 25 years ago, 95. As a, then JD might remember this one. ECW presented return from the ECW arena in Philadelphia. The show's hook featured the return of Terry Funk after he had been gone from the company 
for the past five months. <clears throat> uh, one match to talk about from this, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko defeated the team of Sabu and the Tasmaniac to win the ECW World Tag Team titles. Uh, 19 years ago today, which, which would put it at, I do believe, yes, 2001, uh, the WWF presented uh, No Way Out 2001 from the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. 15,223 were in attendance <clears throat> with 590,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Rikishi defeated Matt Hardy by DQ. The Big Show defeated Raven to win the Hardcore title. Before the Hardcore title change, many superstars took advantage of the Hardcore title 24-7 advantage. First, there was Crash Holly dressed up as a popcorn vendor, defeating Raven to regain the Hardcore title. Then it was Billy Gunn who picked up the Hardcore title over Crash, the vendor. Then Raven captured the Hardcore title once more over Billy Gunn. Also, Chris Jericho and Chris Ben defeated Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and X-Pac <clears throat> in a fatal four-way match to retain the Intercontinental title. Stephanie McMahon Helmsley defeated Trish Stratus. Triple H defeated Steve Austin in a three stages of hell match. This featured the last ever one-on-one -on -one match between Triple H and Austin. The first match was a standard match where, where Austin won it. The second one was a street fight where Triple H won it. And the third one was a steel cage match, which Triple H won that match as well. Stephen Richards defeated Jerry the King Lawler. With the loss, the cat was forced to join the right to censor. The angle never played as the cat and Lawler quit the WWF the next day. This would be Lawler's last WWF slash WWE pay-per-view match until Unforgiven in 2003. The Dudley Boys defeated <clears throat> uh, Kane and The Undertaker and Edge and Christian in a, ta in a tables triple threat match to retain the WWF tag team titles. And The Rock defeated Kurt Angle to become the six-time WWF champion. The Rock is the first man in, in history to win WWF title six times. The record would be tied in October of 2001 when Stone Cold belt, but The Rock would break that in July of 2002. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2013 on Monday Night Raw. Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman have an unsanctioned fight. This would be the last WWE, WWE match ever of Vince McMahon ever. Rock Lesnar, though, interfered to try to attack McMahon again. A Triple H, who had cut his hair and ponytail, made his return to attack Brock. <clears throat> also, it featured the final one-on-one -on -one match between John Cena and CM Punk, with the winner facing The Rock at WrestleMania 29 for the WWE title. One year from today on Monday Night Raw, which put it in 2019, three things did take place. Number one, Roman Reigns returned after a four-month sabbatical from leukemia, announced that he was in remission. Second, it was the final reunion of the Shield. And third, what was supposed to be a celebration for the 70th birthday of the 16-time world champion Ric Flair was ruined by Batista. Guests that appeared <clears throat> on the show were Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Kurt Angle, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, and Shawn Michaels. As Flair was announced, Flair no-showed. A camera was shown. <clears throat> to see an unknown man dragging a cameraman to Ric Flair's door. We had his attention. That would lead to the brutal no holds barred match between Batista and Triple H. WrestleMania. This is Batista's first Raw appearance since June of 2014. Of course, we have some birthdays, some more birthdays here today. It's a happy 38th birthday to former WWE Diva and interviewer and also the last WWE Diva with the grace on the cover of Playboy in 2008. And, of course, as a mother twice to her husband, Mike Bennett. I'm talking about, of course, Maria Kanellis. <clears throat> 
Happy 37th birthday to DJ Gabriel, who had a brief stint in ECW. Of course, we all remember that. And today is a very somber birthday here. Today would have been the 49th birthday of former WCW Tag Team Champion and also had a cup of coffee in the WWE teaming up with Roddy Piper in 2003. And that was, of course, the late Sean O'Hare. I do remember him very well. And, of course, and of course, I think we were here a little while ago. Today's a very special birthday, and, I think, and John believes everybody knows what we're here for. Today, of course, is a happy 71st birthday to the 16th time. Did John say it correctly? Yes. 16 times, 16 times, time world heavyweight champion. Jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing, wind dealing, son of a gun, the nature boy himself. I might as well do it. Woo! Rick Flair. <clears throat> Born on February 25th, 1949 in Memphis, Tennessee. While he had biological parents, he was adopted. His father, Richard Reed, while his adopted mother passed away in 2003. Flair attended Wayland Academy in Beaver Dam for four years, during which he participated in interscholastic wrestling, football, and track, and briefly attended the University of Minnesota. He trained as a, as a professional wrestler with Vern Gagne. He attended Gagne's first wrestling camp with Greg Gagne, Jim Brunzel, the Iron Sheik, and Ken Patera at Ganya's barn outside of Minneapolis in the winter of 1971. On December 10th, 1971, in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, battling George Gadaski to a 10-minute draw while in the ring named Rick Flair. During that time in the AWA, Flair had matches with Dusty Rhodes, Andre the Giant, Larry Henning, and Wahoo McDaniel. Flair would compete in Japan in 73, 74, 78, 91, 92, 96, 2002, 2004, 2005, and 2008. <clears throat> he attempted to return to Japan in 2013 in a tag team match, but he had to pull out due to a sudden illness. In 1974, he left the AWA and captured his first singles title. On February 9, 1975, he defeated Paul Jones and captured the Mid-Atlantic TV title. On October 4, 1975, Flair's career nearly ended. <clears throat> we all remember this. When he was in a serious plane crash that took the life of the pilot and also paralyzed and also had paralyzed Johnny Valentine, also Mr. Wrestling, also Bob Ruggers and David Crockett. Told by doctors that he would never wrestle again, Flair would defy doctors orders and immediately return to the ring. On July 29, 1977, Flair would regain the NWA United States title, being Bubba Brazil. He held five he held the he had five reigns as the NWA United States champion. In 1978, he would feud with the original Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, who put Flair over the altar. On September 17, 1981, Flair would capture his first NWA World Heavyweight title and establish himself as the main franchise in the midst of an emerging competition from Vince McMahon's WWF. But in an unsanctioned title loss took place on January 6, 1983 in, uh, by Carlos Colon Sr., of course, in Puerto Rico. I say Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Flair would recover would recover the belt 17 days later, but not. Of course, as always, it was, as as like a lot of other like like a lot of other title changes are, it was not officially recognized by the NWA. Although I think it should have been. In 1983 of that year, Flair would be with Harley Race, who put out a bounty on him. Race hired Cowboy Bob Orton and Dick Slater. They put Flair on the disabled list. <clears throat> in the event of this race captured the NWA World Heavyweight title, 
but Flair would recapture it at the first arcade in 1983. Flair dropped the title to race again in 1984 and won it back again. On May 6, 1984, Flair was involved in an emotional title match. First, David Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions at Texas Stadium. Flair would lose the title to Von Erich, but recaptured the title 18 days later in Japan and reigned for two years, two months, and two days. In late, in late 1985, Flair would form the Four Horsemen with, as Arne and Ole Anderson would aid Flair. Also, Telly Blanchard was brought along for the ride, and this would lead to the end of the speed between Flair and Dusty Rhodes in 1985, with Flair injuring Rhodes' ankle and following up, of course, with the infamous, uh, of course, Hard Times promo by Rhodes in the fall of 1985. In July 1986, Rhodes finally defeated Flair, captured the title at the Great American Bash, but Flair would regain it once again. On that same year, Jim Crockett had consolidated the various NWA member promotions to a single entity running under the banner of the NWA. Crockett wanted to build his promotion around Flair as, as the champion. Flair's bookings as champion were tightly controlled by Crockett. On September 25, 1987, Flair would lose the title again to Ron Garvin in Detroit, but would win it again on November 26, 1987 at WCW's first pay-per-view event, Starcade. On March 27, 1988, he was feuding with Sting in a 45-minute time limit draw for the championship. His first ever clash of champions. <clears throat> On February 20, 1989, Flair would drop the title to Ricky Steamboat, but recaptured it again on May 7, 1989. It was called the 1989 Match of the Year by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. <clears throat> in 1989, he had a gruesome feud with Terry Funk, which would lead to an I Quit match between the two. With Flair defeating Funk to retain the title at Clash of Champions 9, New York Knockout, which Flair won. Flair brought Sting to the Horseman, but Sting would be, of course, kicked out. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. On July 7, 1990, Sting would finally defeat Flair to regain the NWA World Heavyweight title. But Flair had an ace up his sleeve at Starcade 1990 after Sting defeated the Black Scorpion. The Scott, the, the Black <clears throat> Scorpion was known as, you guessed it, it was Ric Flair. Flair would capture the title again, again on January 11th. Flair would be recognized as the first WCW World Heavyweight Champion, although he was recognized, also recognized as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. On March 21st, 1991, Flair would lose the title to Tatsumi Fujinami, while the NWA recognized Fujinami as their new champion. WCW didn't because Fujinami flew through Flair over the top in a violation of the WCW rules. On May 19, 1991, Flair captured the title against Fujinami in St. Petersburg, Florida, to reclaim the NWA and, <clears throat> and also retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. In the spring of 1991, Flair had issues with Jim Hurd, who wanted him to take a pay cut. Flair had resigned as the head booker in February of 90. In the Great American Bash, Flair was fired by Hurd and Hurd vacated the WCW World Heavyweight title. left for the WWF. He was recognized as the NWA World Heavyweight Champion until September 8, 1991, <clears throat> uh, when the title was officially vacated. Flair signed with the WWF in August 1991 and began appearing on television with the big gold belt, calling himself the real, led by his financial advisor, Bob Heenan, and his executive consultant, Mr. Perfect. Flair repeatedly issued challenges to Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan, wrestling a team led by Piper at Survivor Series 
in November of 1991 and helping The Undertaker defeat Hulk Hogan to, re- to pick up the WWF title. Flair would be sued by WCW in an attempt at the 1992 Royal Rumble. Flair captured the vacated WWF title at number three and lasted six men in the number 29 entrance to justice. Randy Savage would then challenge Flair for the title at WrestleMania 8. Flair taunted Savage <clears throat> by claiming that he had a prior affair with Savage's wife, Miss Elizabeth. Savage defeated Flair for the title at WrestleMania 8. The Flair would not be let's see, um, but Flair would not be finished with Savage after five months as, as the champion Savage would drop the title back to Flair on September 1st, 1992, but his reign would be short-lived as he dropped the title to Bret Hart on October 12, 1992. The feud between Flair and Savage continued. Flair and his, and his protege, Razor Ramon, would be involved in a tag team match into Survivor Series against Ultimate Warrior Randy Savage. The Warrior dropped out of the match, and Mr. Perfect would be known as it would be would come in as his replacement. At the 92 Survivor Series, Perfect and Savage defeated Flair and Ramon by DQ. That would lead to a feud between Perfect and Flair. At the 93 Royal Rumble, Perfect eliminated the nature. And on Raw, Perfect would defeat Flair in a loser leaves town match, kicking Flair out of the WWF. Flair would fill in house show commitments, making his last appearance on February 10, 1993, before he returned to WCW. In 1993, he returned to WCW as a hero as a result of, of no, as a result of no compete call that he was unable to wrestle. So he hosted a show called A Flair for the gold. Once he returned the action, Flair would be a world heavyweight title for a tenth time after defeating Barry Windham at Beach Blast before WCW finally left the NWA in September 9th of 1993. At Fall Brawl, Flair would drop the title to Rick Rude. At Starcade 1993, Flair defeated Vader to win the WCW World Heavyweight title uh, for the second time. In the spring of 1994, the tweener turn and started a feud with Ricky Steamboat. Flair would win the held-up WCW title against Steamboat in a rematch. WWE or WWF slash WWE does not count this victory as a new title win. Um, of course, they should. But, but anyway, Flair would quietly turn heel and took Sherry Martell on as his manager. In June 1994, Flair defeated Sting in a unification match, merging with the International World Heavyweight title and the WCW World Heavyweight title and solidifying his heel turn. Flair would interview with Hulk Hogan, who arrived in WCW in June of 1994, and they would resume their WWF slash WWE feud with Hogan defeating Flair to, to capture the WCW World Heavyweight title for the first time, and also defeating him in a retirement match at Halloween Havoc. In the fall, let's see, Flair would take a few months off before returning as a wrestler and part-time manager for Vader in 1995. In the fall of 1995, Flair began a short feud with Arn Anderson, which culminated in a tag team match that saw Flair turn on Sting to reform the new Four Horsemen with Flair as the leader, Arn Anderson, Brian Pillman, and Chris Benoit as members. Flair would win the WCW title twice with the Four Horsemen storyline before the NWO invasion could begin. Flair would also take Savage's woman, Miss Elizabeth, and she would become his valet until Miss Elizabeth was taken, was, take, was taken away, of course, by the, by the NWO in the fall and eventually returned as Savage's valet when he joined the NWO in 1997. In 1996, Flair dropped the WCW title to the Big Show, of course, he was known as the Giant in WCW, and they went on to capture the WCW United States title. 
things changed and the new horseman was Brian Pillman left the company to head the ECW and the WWF at the same time. Also, Mongrub also became the fourth member of WCW. Flair would play a role in the NWO storyline, taking the lead, taking in the war. But the NWO, of course, of course, it was Hall, Nash, and Woodhull Hogan. September 1996, Flair and Anderson teamed up with Luger and Sting to take on the NWO and the fake Sting, and where the NWO won because Sting walking out on the team at War Games. And October Horseman would require Jeff Jarrett to join the Horseman. If Reb not Jarrett joined the group, uh, was kicked out. <clears throat> was kicked out in July. Then they had no member in Kurt Henning. And Henning turned his back on them at the 1997 Fall Brawl against the NWO at the in the War Games match. In April 1998, Flair would disappear from WCW TV. He returned on September 14, 1998. He reformed the Four Horsemen and would lead would then feud with Eric Bischoff at Starcade. Bischoff defeated Flair. The Flair would get the upper hand defeating Bischoff in Baltimore, taking control of the presidency for 90 days. Flair would capture the WCW title in Center 99, once more defeating Hollywood Hogan in a barbed wire steel cage match. Despite being the first to bleed, Flair won the match by pin. First Flair would turn heel, but would lose the WCW title, the DDP, at Spring Stampede 1999. I remember that all too. Well, that, that was a bonus match. Flair would lose the presidency on July 19, 1999, to Sting. In 2000, Flair would then feud with the new blood, turned Flair face. Again, would also win the WCW World Heavyweight title twice as well. WCW would be purchased by the WWF in March of 2001, as Flair was the leader of the villainous group called the Magnificent Seven. The final match of Nitro to Sting, recreating the second match of Nitro from 1995. After an eight month hiatus from wrestling, Flair returned to the WWF in November 2001, announcing that he had shared co ownership with Vince McMahon. Flair would return to the ring in 2000, at the 2002 Royal Rumble, defeating Mr. McMahon in a fight match, and also wrestled at WrestleMania 18, taking on The Undertaker and no DQ match. Of course, he him to extend his undefeated streak to 10 0. Flair and McMahon would both agree to share Raw and SmackDown with Flair taking control of Raw and McMahon taking control of SmackDown. Flair would then turn heel in the WWF slash WWE for the first time since 1993, of course, attacking Stone Cold Steve Austin. The two had a feud in the spring of 2002 with Austin defeating him at Judgment Day and, of course, in his last match on June 3, 2002. After Austin walked out, Flair would lose co-ownership to McMahon on June 10, 2002, Turning Flair back into a face once more. Flair stayed on the Raw brand and feuded with Chris Jericho and Triple H and attempted to win the World Heavyweight title from Triple H on September 2nd, 2002, but failed to regain heel. And forgiven after losing the Jericho, Flair turned heel and attacked RVD and joined up with Triple H. Flair <coughs> would match Triple H, Batista, and also, uh, also of course, Randy Orton. Would also come along by the start of 2003, the group would, of course, be known as Evolution. On May 20th, 2003, Flair earned a world title match against Austin Match. Flair would finally feud with Shawn Michaels in the summer of 03, with Flair defeating him at Bad Blood with the help of Bobby Gordon. At Armageddon, Flair and Batista would regain, would win WWE Tag Team titles in a Tag Team Turmoil match, making Flair a tag champion for the first time. <clears throat> but Flair and Batista would lose the titles in February of 04, only to regain them on March 22nd, 2004, by defeating Booker T and RVD. Evolution had a downward spiral in the summer of before, with, of course, Randy Orton being taken out of the group in August of 2004, and Batista leaving the group in February of 2005, 
He challenged Triple H for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 21. After the feud between Batista and Triple H ended at Vengeance, Flair turned into a face once more and finally won the Intercontinental title, number given 05 over Carlito. After Triple H would turn on Flair and two would have gruesome matches in 2005 with Flair defeating Triple H in a steel cage match. Only Triple Flair Survivor Series in a last in a last man standing match. Flair would then feud with Edge in 2006 and where Flair ruined Edge and lead his live sex celebration. Edge defeated Flair to retain the WWE title the next week in a TLC match. Flair lost the Intercontinental title in February to Shelton Benjamin. In the middle part of 2006, he with Mick Foley and would culminate at SummerSlam with Flair defeating Foley in an I quit match. He teamed up with his old rival defeat the Spirit Squad to win the, the course of the WWE Raw Tag Team titles, but they would lose the titles to Edge and Randy Orton. After five years of being on Raw, Flair was drafted to SmackDown in 2007. In the fall of 2007, McMahon stated to Rick Flair that should Flair ever lose a match, he would have to retire. Flair did go on a winning streak, defeating the likes of Randy Orton, Triple H, William Ringo, Mr. Kennedy, MVP, and among others. <clears throat> On March 29, 2008, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, but would lose at WrestleMania 24 to Shawn Michaels in his last match. On the March 31, 2008, Raw uh, Flair delivered his farewell address. Many superstars coming out to congratulate and, of course, appreciate uh, Flair. Flair would make some WWE appearances confronting Randy Orton and Chris Jericho. The last one would be in June 2009 was when Randy Orton actually attacked him. Flair would then join TNA on January 4, 2010, managing the TNA champion AJ Styles. Also, Flair would wrestle in a TNA ring, teaming with AJ Styles, taking on a team of Abyss and Hulk Hogan, with Abyss and Hogan winning. Flair would then feud with Mick Foley once again, but this time he would be winning. Flair would also be a part of the group called Immortal. In 2011, Flair wrestled his final TNA match against Sting, with Sting winning. Afterwards, Flair would leave TNA. After he returned to the WWE, the 2012 Hall of Fame, and where, when when he, of course, was inducted into the Hall of Fame for a second time, this time, of course, with the, at the 2012 Slammy Awards, he, Ryback, Kane, and Daniel Bryan all fought off the Shield, CM Punk, and he would then present the Superstar of the Year to John Cena later on in that show. They would appear on the roster throughout 2013 as the Miz's mentor and also occasionally accompanying his daughter Charlotte to the ring on April 8, 28, 2014, Flair would turn on Evolution, <clears throat> uh, showing his endorsement, of course, to the Shield. On 14, 2014, Cena gave Flair the World Heavyweight title belt, telling him to take it while promoting his match at Battleground. On August, uh, in August 2015, Flair would confront Jon Stewart, who prevented Cena from tying Flair's 16 world title records. Flair would continue to manage Charlotte after winning the Divas title over Nikki Bella in September 2015. Flair would get involved in Charlotte's Divas and WWE Women's title uh, title defenses. This lasted until Charlotte turned on him in May of 2016. He actually returned also to congratulate <clears throat> uh, Sasha Banks on November 28, 2016. Also returned in 2017 to congratulate her daughter on winning the SmackDown Women's title against Natalya. And plus was on the Raw 25th anniversary, of course, with her daughter as well. WWE will celebrate his 70th birthday on February 25th, 2019. But of course, Flair didn't come to the ring. Batista returned and mysteriously attacked his former mentor. Only Flair was being dragged by Batista. At WrestleMania 35, Batista would by the game with Flair assisting Triple H. 
on July 22nd, 2019, he, Hulk, Hitch, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and various fellow wrestlers of his era raised a toast on the Raw reunion episode. And John <coughs> says, all, all, uh, and John says, all he's got for the uh, history and birthdays here for today. So, John, we thank you very much, sir, sir. And JD, we thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for tonight. Let's give you let's give the information one more time 10 07 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. <coughs> so, we should hear, of course, Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here, along with the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Remember our live video feed tonight coming to us from WFUS, the old school tradition. You can join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WFUS old school. Uh, I actually do notice that, of course, our good friend and fellow WWS Hall of Famer and master of his own Facebook groups and podcast, Captain Dave Spieler, also the GM of Heaven Wrestling Federation. Uh, we do have him as well. And also John has joined us there too. Uh, we did get a couple of likes in uh, from a, uh, we did get a couple of likes here from, of course, uh, John and also, of course, one of his guys from uh, the Sports and Wrestling Illustrated Group, uh, Mr. Anthony Chobot. So we do thank uh, we do thank them for, of course, uh, popping on here as well. And I do believe we have someone who's I think has been waiting every episode uh, to come on the line here. Let me see who this is. Yes, I do see who this is, ladies and gentlemen. Now get ready to come in on the line. He's a 2017. WWS Hall of Famer. He's also, of course, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And, of course, he's also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. And if you think about that other classic 60s sitcom, Happy Days, you can think of, of course, one of the central characters uh, doing a little something, I do believe, like this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie has now made it on to 798 of Revolution. Uh, Fonzie, we will welcome you as well here tonight. All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get a quick, quick rundown here as far as, of course, what happened on my most concern. John's got a very short, uh, short, short uh, um, point of view here. But if I raw, it was a natural disaster. Only the first match was good. The main event was this case. He has no other comments. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Would. Uh, of course, obviously, it sounded like Raw did not get into, of course, good. Uh, it's not in, of course, really good shape. You're going into Saudi Arabia, of course, on Thursday. But, of course, we've been surprised on many occasions before. Uh, Fonzie, anything you wish to add, sir, about what happened on Raw last night? No, no. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Sheriff Fonzie. Well, I guess that means that uh, we have one one fellow left right here, and I guess I'll go ahead and ask him the almighty question: Is he cooled off and is he warmed up? More than ready to go. However, and yes, he has a twinge in his back, but he'll be okay. He'll live. Yes, indeed. And of course, you don't believe, but this, but this fellow right here was actually actually had a girl. Girl in his bed going up and down, bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, just give you a heads That's up real quick. Here's some big games tonight. Real quick, just to let you know. Texas Tech is losing by 14 to Oklahoma, 40 to 26. Dane barely won against Mason, 62 to 55. Baylor won by 19. 
and Wake beat Duke in double overtime, 113-101. Wake fourth beat Duke. Double OT, yep, 113-101. Woo, yeah. my, my, my other favorite team is Wake Forest besides North Carolina. So, absolutely, congratulations to this. And, of course, if anybody beats Duke, Duke can have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead. and man said he's ready to go, so let's go ahead and get him going here. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is a WCWS Radio Network exclusive. Of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirombo, is not afraid to let his feelings known about everything that goes on here in the world right of wrestling, back. whether it be Raw okay, AEW, NXT, uh, the pay-per-views, and all that, and all that great stuff here. Uh, while he's gone, I'll just go ahead and give the description here. And, of course, tonight's uh, talk about Monday Night Raw. When coming from this man, of course, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be pretty. It never is. But it's going to be fun to listen to, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> and that, too, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, like I said, hopefully by the time I get through with this, uh, this intro, hopefully he'll be back on here. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, momentarily, ladies and gentlemen, we will. Here, um, uh, let me see. Okay, we're sorry, I'm having to take care of it at a very slow pace because apparently the Iceman here is seems to have stepped away while I was actually giving him the in- intro for him to, to for him to go. I'm back. Um, okay, and the way to here is a gentleman, the Iceman Jerry Geromo, with of course the Knights Raw. The award winning, infamous and award winning, ladies and gentlemen, WCWS Icebreaker. All right, here we go. And before we do, we want to say also happy birthday, of course, 80th birthday to, of course, former Chicago Cubs superstar Ron Santo. Today would have been, believe it or not, I believe, the 102nd birthday of former tennis great Bobby Riggs. And I believe today is also the 77th birthday of George Harrison. We'll have to double-check on that. But I do know Rossano is 80 today. And as far as Riggs and George Harrison, we can check on that before we close up shop tonight, possibly, if we can. Last night, of course, WWE Raw traveled to Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. The home of the champion of AEW. The Lionheart, the man who always has a little bit of bubbly on standby, Chris Jericho. And you're asking, was this a good show? Was this a successful go-home show before this Thursday's somewhat subpar, slimy, sneaky, and shitty show in Saudi Arabia? Would it be good enough to survive? The answer to that question is, simply put, no. And we'll tell you why. But before we do, here's what happened tonight on AEW Dark, in case anyone did not hear. Jimmy Havoc took on Marco Stunt. Joey Janela beat Kip Saban in a false count anywhere match. The Dark Order defeated the Stronghearts. And yes, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall with Brandy Rhodes defeated Sean Spears and Peter Avalon with Lavia, Blue Pants, Bates, and of course, Tully Blanchard. Sean Spears, better known to all as Tully Blanchard, if you will, the perfect 10 tie, don't you? Anyway, the show started out, of course, with Randy Orton, as we would expect, of course. And Randy, of course, gave us his thoughts about why he attacked the last few weeks Matt Hardy. And, of course, believe it or not, why he did what he did last week, of course, to Edge as well. Of course, we had our announced team of Tom Phillips, Jerry the King Waller, or should I say, jackass Jerry the King Waller, 
and Byron uh, Sleepy Saxton on commentary at the desk. Anyway, Orrin told everyone, however, about why he did what he did and even mentioned Edge's name. And he says how it would have been 20, he, last time Raw was there, he would have been 24 years old. And thanks to the internet research, he was the IC champ. But the one person who basically saved him, however, from basically being punched in the face that night by a certain person was Edge. And he told the fans, however, that he was sorry, and of course, and he says he's sorry for the bomb was hard, and I'm truly sorry for what I did, however. And of course, he said Edge couldn't be there tonight because of what he did to him, however. Then Kevin Owens sh- showed up and told him, however, here's the thing, I don't think you mean it. So why don't you just drop back and tell us why you did it? Owens never called Matt Hardy and two be down to fast, and Owens said now he was asking. Owens told him he doesn't want to go down the road, and so he did. But Owens said he did. Owens told him he doesn't want to go down that road. Owen said he's been a fan his entire life and remembered how it felt to be at home watching it retire. And Owen said he was wrestling for a on the independent scene and his goal was always to make it to WWE. He also looked up Edge and felt disappointed and unable to share the ring with him. But that changed in the Rumble. And of course, the next night, Randy took it away. Owen then asked Owen if he thinks he knows him. To which he said, your hero Edge also thought he knew me too. At this point, however, it looked like they were ready to come to Brawl. A Brawl runner. But what happens? Oh yeah. Rap boy Randy <coughs> sorry, decides to sneak out like a little uh, uh, rat, however, before he can even get his hands on Owen and basically retreat, however, like a little bitch, basically, however, before Owens could get his hands on him. Owen said it was clever, but the fans are getting sick of him talking. They want to see him fight, however, prior to that, too. But, of course... Randy said to everyone, however, he needed to apologize for what happened, even though he's not the most sentimental man, and his emotions have become unbalanced lately, too. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Randy. We're going to see what happens, obviously, next Monday, when Monday Night Raw invades the Brooklyn Barclays Center, however, there in the home of the Nets, if you will. Anyway, our first match of the night, of course, Angel Guards over Selena Vega versus Humberto Carrillo. Yes, once again, the arrogant, ass-kissing little ladies' man, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. The little a-hole, Angel Garza, with his manager and little helper, the Pippi Longstocking of the WWE, however. Mrs. Aleister Black herself, however. None other than Selena Vega, however, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, whatever you want to call her, A.J. Lee, and the fighting with my family, we took in on Humberto Carrillo. And w- this was a pretty good match, needless to say. We also heard that later in the night, however, we would have our main event between AJ, excuse me, not AJ, Randy Orton and Kevin Owens as it was signed, sealed, and delivered. As apparently, after what had happened earlier, however, things got a little testy between both parties, however, and they decided to book the match. But getting back to Garza and Carrillo, this was a good match, but once again, what happens? Oh, yeah, Vince decides to bury Howard Humberto Carrillo and give Angel Garza, a little ass-kissing little ladies' man Angel Garza, and his little hoe-bag Selena Vega, a cheap win, however, once again. And as a result, Howard, he ends up defeating Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, great move, Vince. That's fine the way to continue to basically slap the fans' face, however, once again, however, by burying Humberto Carrillo and give an ass-kissing clown like a-hole Angel Garza, who has very little talent, however, on the main roster, even though he's good in NXT, a cheap win by having his little hoe-bag little slut, Selena Vega, help him out once again by getting a cheap win. Great move, you stupid racist bigot. Way to think on your feet. Then we go to the next match. 
Ricochet versus Luke Dockhouse. And, of course, who comes out, however, but Carl, Mr. Clean Anderson, and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. As a result, Ricochet ends up beating Gallows, however, in less than five minutes. While this was going on, who's in the back watching Ricochet fight? Oh, yes, everyone's fair little pompous and arrogant little puppet penguin, Paul Heyman. Oh, goody! I'm so excited! Then, of course, we see Anderson and Gallows, and Anderson not happy about what happened in the match just moments ago, when all of a sudden, who should walk by but the Dutch destroyer himself, Alistair Black. And Alistair Black's just minding his own business, unfortunately, and getting prepared for his match later in the night against Eric Rowan. And I guess, however, something was said, however, that AJ kind of got offended to, however. And what does he do? He, along with his so-called good brothers of Gallus and Anderson, along with himself, take it upon himself to basically beat the holy bejesus out of Alistair Black three-on-one. Yeah, that's a great message you're sending there, AJ. Once again, finding a way to be a little tough guy by having your little boyfriend... Good Brothers Tower, along with you, you stupid, arrogant ass clown, beating down Alistair Black. Yeah, that's a great message you're sending. Way to go, you stupid schmuck. Anyway, from there, speaking of schmucks, out comes next Tower, everyone's favorite beast incarnate. Yes, folks, the one and only bitch boy Brock Lesnar and his penguin little pissant Paul Heyman. Oh, goody! Once again, apparently, Heyman and Lesnar ran through their shtick, however, and basically bored me to tears to no end, and just about everyone in the goddamn arena, for that matter. As a result, however, Heyman said, however, basically, if his aunt had balls, then she would be his uncle, and that also Lesnar would take Ricochet to suplex it, and then on to WrestleMania, he would face against Drew McIntyre, where he would basically destroy Drew McIntyre and basically end up beating him at WrestleMania. Saying that is not only a spoiler, that's just a prediction. Here's the thing about that. I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to continue to say this over and over again over the next six weeks that are heading into WrestleMania. Keep telling yourself that, Paul Heyman. Keep telling yourself that your little boyfriend, bitch boy Brock Lesnar, is going to walk out of WrestleMania with that title. Keep thinking that your client is going to beat Drew McIntyre. Tell me, what happened four weeks ago in Houston? Can someone tell me? Oh, that's right. Your bitch boy, little punk-ass little... Backstabbing little bastard basically got kicked out of the ring with a claymore right across the chin and flew out of the ring before you even knew it. And what happened after that? Oh, that's right. You cried like a little girl basically on your boyfriend, Brock Lesnar, the next night and bitched about that you didn't win the Rumble because you felt that you got cheated. Boo effing who on you, Heyman. Boo effing who on you too, Brock. Because guess what? In 40 days from now, however, in Tampa, you're going to be crying. Only this time, however, it's going to be crying more times than you would shake a stick at. Because once again, you're going to find a way to basically bitch and whine and piss and moan to management. Especially to that geriatric, racist, bigoted, piece of shit, Vince McMahon, along with his whole damn writing team. Of Bruce, I can't even write a goddamn script, Pritchard, and Kevin Dickbag, douchebag, Dunn telling him how, oh, it wasn't fair that Brock lost my t- that my client lost my ti- lost his title when he should have basically won it. Yeah, keep telling yourself that, Heyman. Keep telling yourself that, Vince. Keep telling yourself that, Dunn and Pritchard. Hell, keep telling yourself that the entire WWE writing staff. Because guess what? It isn't gonna happen. Drew McIntyre is going to kick your sorry ass from one side of the ring to another, Raymond James Stadium, and basically tromp on your balls and smush them to the point where you'll be basically picking them up, power, and using them basically to basically hang above your Christmas tree.
tree later on in the year, Howard, and realize Howard, that you got basically neutered in front of the whole world to see in front of 80,000 people at Raymond James Stadium when Drew McIntyre takes your precious title and laughs in your face and the whole world laughs in front of everyone. The whole world laughs in front of your face as well. So be ready, Brock. Be ready, Heyman. Be ready, everyone. The prediction is not a spoiler. That is a statement, and that is a true statement that I feel will happen, hopefully. And if it doesn't tell her, then we're in worse shape than we thought. Speaking of worse shape, let's talk about Alistair Black and Eric Rowan next, shall we? This wasn't a bad match. This was okay. And even though Alistair Black was not nearly 100%, he still hung tough and ended up being Eric Rowan. But for the love of Pete, and for the love of goodness sake, would they please stop having Eric Rowan be that stupid pen to the ring every week? Seriously, I am tired of seeing this. It's not funny. It's not amusing. Hell, it's not even worth talking about anymore. I mean, this has just continued to be an absolute waste, if you ask me. And speaking of Eric Rowan, here's the thing about Eric Rowan. Why don't you learn how to shave your beard there, Redbeard? Seriously. And why don't you quit looking like a total arrogant Mr. Clean 2.0 like Carl Anderson with your stupid bald head while you're at it, too? Seriously. Why don't you just do that? Okay? How about that? Then we go to an interview with Drew McIntyre. That was pretty good with Charlie Caruso. So I'm not going to say too much about that, except that was pretty good. Then up next, who comes out but everyone's favorite, however, yes, folks, the bully man himself, arrogant little bitch boy 2.0 as well, next up Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley and his little whore, lackluster Lana, taking on R-Truth. But before that happened, how R-Truth came out, how I decided to do a stupid shtick on the Miz, how calling himself, however, the host of Truth TV. Gee, I wonder who thought of that segment last night. Hmm, let me think about this. Anyone have an idea who wrote that segment last night? Oh, I know who it was. It was stupid Vince McMahon along with his stupid writing team of Kevin Dukebag, Dickbag, Douchebag, Bucky the Tooth Beaver, Dunn, Paul Heyman, and the entire writing staff that probably consisted of stupid Jeff Jarrett, Abyss, and the entire writing staff. Yeah, that rarely went well, didn't it? It seemed like they only gave two shits about that whole segment, if you ask me. Then, of course, we have the third hour, and we go into the third hour with the contract signing of all the women involved, however, mind you, <laughs> involving Liv Morgan, Ruby, Oscar, Sarah Logan, and Natty. Unfortunately, one person that wasn't there, however, at the contract signing, however, was, of course, the so-called submission magician herself, Shayna Baszler. And then, of course, Shayna decided to show up shortly thereafter, and shortly after that, only hell broke loose, however, when everyone decided to go after each other, when Natty decided basically to confront Shayna. From there, however, Asuka decided to be a tough girl, however, and say, bite me to Shayna. Not a smart move there, Asuka. Not real smart at all, honey. Then, of course, we saw Morgan get into a fight with uh, Sarah Ruby Ride. Logan pulled Sarah off of, live off of, uh, basically, Ruby and tried to play Peacemaker. Then, of course, Basil decided to smirk and clap while looking at the other girls fighting. But then, who shows up but my girl, the man herself, Becky Lynch, Howard, and confronts Shane. And basically, they came to blows with one another, Howard. But what happens? The referees and agents decide to separate them before getting their hands on each other and not let them touch each other. Way to go, stupid idiots. You couldn't let these two girls have at least a five-minute uh, confrontation with her before having security jump in and basically end this whole worthless segment. Way to think on your feet, you stupid morons. And speaking of Shayna Baszler, we know she's the submission magician. We know she's Count uh, Buffy the uh, Vamp. Let's just say she's uh, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, after taking a bite out of my girl's neck, however, a few weeks ago, by showing how much of a tough girl she is, by being uh, Simon Belmont from Castlevania, however, or whatever you want to call it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yet you think you're going to be so tough beating my girl, however, at WrestleMania. Yeah, you might do that, however, Shana. You just might do that. But at the same time, however, do you deserve it, however? Not even a month up into the main roster, however, and become a new champion right away? No, you don't. You have to earn it, honey. And guess what? Yeah, you might earn it, however, by basically being five other girls, however, at the Elimination Chamber coming up a week from Sunday in Philadelphia. But guess what, however? The only thing that you have your hat to... Have have your hat to hold on to right now, huh? Is that you were the longest term champion in NXT Women's History, which I will give you credit for. You were the longest term women's champion, beating people like Oscar, beating like Charlotte, Bailey, Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, what have you. Well, guess what, honey? This is the big leagues now, her. Get used to it, Howard. If you think you're going to be a long-term champion, Howard, on the main roster like you were in NXT, you better find a way to hold on to it and basically earn your stripes, honey. You haven't earned shit yet, in my opinion. Until you prove me wrong, Howard, you haven't earned a, not a damn thing yet. So let's see what you're capable of at the Elimination Chamber. Let's see what you're capable of at Mania and After Mania if you're a worthy champion. Because I'll tell you right now, Howard, I don't think you're going to be champion for very long, if you ask me. But we'll have to wait and see. Then, of course, we go to the lame matches of the night. Angelo Dirtbag Dawkins and his buddy Montez Fake Ford taking on Meatball Murphy, the Monday Night Moron, our jackass shithead sellout. Sep, I want to be a douchebag rap boy Rollins, or not rap boy. Let's be call Seth Rollins this week instead of a rap boy. Let's call him a total, uh, really, um, what am I looking for here? A total, really, uh, not a rat, the real, a real, no, a real boar, real boar Rollins. Once again, doing his stupid shtick, however, with AOPP, his little boyfriend, however, Aiken Rezar, who can't speak a goddamn lick of word of English, however, except the speaking in their different tongues of Albania. Here's the thing about that, boys. Learn how to speak some goddamn English once in a while instead of being these stupid Albanian idiots, okay? Seriously, we know where you're from. We know your background. But here's the thing. If you want to make it in this country, learn how to speak some goddamn English instead of speaking the freaking fake Albanian, okay? Seriously. Anyway, Dawkins ends up being murphy by DQ because the shithead decided to run in and basically end the match quickly, however, because he realized how his little meatball... On, however, Buddy Murphy, or simply Murphy, his little lapdog, was in trouble, and he decided to save his little boyfriend, however, Murphy, and giving him a treat, however, basically, and also a biscuit in his mouth, however, by basically finding a way to uh, give Dawkins the win, however, even though, however, he realized how Murphy thought he had the win in tow. Then, of course, we see Watson Ford, however, basically, however, as far as that goes, and what happens there? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Ford came up a little short, however, in his effort, however, and in the end, however, the Monday Night Moron and his little back, little uh, disciple boys, or should I say his douchebag, dickhead, little total, uh, uh, dickbag, douchebag, uh, what else can we say about them? Oh, yeah, totally waste of space, however, and just a total uh, waste of, um, of uh, what's the other D word I'm looking for here? Ow! Sorry about that. Just had a twinge there. Um... Besides being douchebags and dickheads, they are also, I need another good D word to describe the uh, uh, disciples here. What can I call them? Hmm. Oh, yeah, the donkeys, because they're a bunch of jackasses. They all find a way to basically 
be jackasses to each other and to everyone else, Howard, by telling us what we want, when we want, every single week. Here's the thing about that, Rollins. To quote Chris Jericho, when you preach this sort of thing, just please, for the love of God, please, just shut the hell up already. Okay, no one cares about your little shtick anymore about you being the money I am Messiah. The only person who cares about it is that joker, Jerry the King Lawler, Howard, who once again found a way to continue to kiss your ass like he does every freak win by basically blowing you in the locker room before every goddamn show. Then we have the main event. Oh, boy, I'm going to have a nice little rant on this, folks. So get ready. And this is going to get ugly. Randy Orton took on Kevin Owens, and it looked like Kevin Owens was going to win. But what happened? Oh, yeah. We have a stupid referee, however, find a way to screw Kevin Owens in his own home country, however, by fast counting Randy Orton, one, two, three, just like that. Now, at first we thought, however, it wasn't a fast count, and maybe the referee was out of position. But alas, we were wrong, and what happens? It turns out, however, that apparently Seth Rollins has now recruited a new disciple in his stupid dickhead flock, however, by hiring a biased referee, however, to basically screw to Kevin Owens and fast count basically reigning, giving him a cheap 1-2-3 victory over Kevin Owens. Gee, Vince, I wonder if it didn't take you long to put another screw job in a can, did you? Well, the last time we saw a screw job in can, I can't remember how long it's been. But what did you do last night to the fans in Winnipeg after not having a show there for 15 years? Oh, yeah, you find a way once again to basically embarrass the whole country of Canada and stick it to Kevin Owens in his own home country by basically having Randy Orton get a cheap win thanks to your little boyfriend, Seth Sellout, shithead, scumbag Rollins, however, basically find a way to give Randy Orton a cheap 1-2-3 victory, however, by basically having him get a fast count cheap win over Kevin Owens. Way to go, Vince. I hope you're real happy. That being said, however, we know that stupid slime bag, sneaky, uh, shithead show, Super Showdown, however, is coming up this Thursday afternoon on the WWE Network. And we all know, of course, what's going to happen there because we're going to obviously have our predictions either coming up here later on tonight or tomorrow for that matter. But having said that, Vince, I hope you're real happy, Howard, that going into Super Showdown, you once again put on a subpar effort, Howard, and going into the Elimination Chamber week from Sunday, Howard, I hope you realize that you continue to write the same old boring bullshit. So that being said, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give this show a 2 out of 10. But one last thing before we wrap it up here, Vince, I hope the one thing you're more happy about than anything besides the uh, so-called Elimination Chamber coming up this next Sunday, however, uh, that you have no idea how to book yet as of right now on who's going to be on the same on that show as of yet, because we probably won't know until probably later this week or probably next Monday when you get back from Saudi Arabia. I hope you're enjoying giving out all that blood money or giving that giving that blood money to the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia like he needs it and like you need it, you stupid, arrogant prick. Thank you very much, JD. I couldn't have put it better myself there, indeed. Thank you very much, of course, JD, for bringing that here to us. Of course, once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was, in fact, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo. Not with that, but, of course, with the horses in audition, of course, of the one and the only WCW US Icebreaker. 10.34 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday, February 25th, 2020, episode 798 of WCWUS Revolution. Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw here, along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and also, of course, the heartbreaker, Kid Ponzi. We have noticed here, of course, that another of John's uh, uh, gentlemen 
from his Sports and Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming, has also joined us on our live video feed from WFUS, so we welcome him as well. Uh, he actually left me a couple of comments during JD's iceberg. I didn't want to interrupt JD, uh, but what he was saying here, that uh, he, he he believes in his own personal opinion that based upon I think based upon what's what's been going on here so far, he believes that WrestleMania 36 isn't really going to be that good. That's his his opinion. And also he talked mentioned this to myself and also to John as well that uh, <clears throat> uh, what to what Vince has probably done here with Kevin Owens with the situation that happened last night on Raw was similar to what Vince did to Bret Hart in 1997. So, I would agree. I mean, that's to me, it's yeah, all right. I mean, I was, I was getting ready to say that. Like I said, once again, Mr. Man knows how to stick it to 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 those with Canada, apparently, because I'm sure it all started with, of course, with Bret Hart, and and then all of a sudden this is gone from there. And then, of course, there was a story. Of course, everybody did see it here as well about how the fans. In Winnipeg last night on Raw was going to react, of course, to the fact that that uh, that this was hometown and Jericho was not going to be even be part of the show. That really, that really right there, kind of was kind of uh, kind of odd there, if you ask me. But but of course, ladies and gentlemen, that is that is what it is here, folks. So uh, I will go ahead and mention here. John actually brought up some very interesting points here. Uh, of course, based upon what JD said in his icebreaker, I'm going to go ahead and mention what some things John had to say. First off, he said, Vince, how many times are you going to continue to mess? Yep, like you have done so many times before, not to mention how many times you're going to continue to mess up the XFL like you did. You've now messed up uh, two great, let's see, two great organizations. You messed up your dad's wrestling organization, and now you've messed up this football organization. The company that, that, one, that you once had in 1984 was once an overnight thrill, of course, into the Attitude Era. It's now just a train wreck waiting to go down. Of course, this is, this is, this is coming from John's words, ladies and gentlemen, when you killed, of course, people like Owen Hart, Chris Benoit, and Ashley Massaro. It all started, Vince, because of you. Of course, not to mention, of course, being, being a murderer, abuser, cheater, drug user, and also a racist. You took away all the blood. And also all the chair shots to the head and made a TV PG. And then what did you do, Vince? You also made Raw three hours long to satisfy your bloodlust. You knew in 2012 when Raw went to three hours, what come crashing down, and they did, and they still have ever since. And of course, as John has continued to say here, that's why all the guys and guys everybody seen Orson, Del Rio, Ambrose, Jericho, Ryback, Swagger, AJ Lee, Emma, Wade Barrett, Cody and Goldust, Enzo and Cash, Darren Young, Damian Sandell. Harper, Sin Cara, The Ascension, Ty Dillinger, the others said bye-bye. We're going to AEW Impact and other wrestling promotions so we can find out, find our other wrestling talent elsewhere. And believe it or not, they actually are now doing it elsewhere. But you didn't believe in their talent. CM Punk, you made him champion for four buried him and never gave him his WrestleMania main event card. Alberto De really made him champion, but you had nothing for him. Dean Amber you made him champion, but you didn't see no talent in him. <clears throat> Did you see talent in him? No. Jericho, you made him champion, intercontinental champion, world heavyweight champion, U.S. champion, but you threw him out too. He brought back CM Punk and John Morrison because of blood money. Putting all the superstars to Saudi Arabia, having legends come back. 
and then using the WWE Network, which, by the way, is your baby, and it might not be your baby anymore because of the WWE Network going to ESPN+. Plus. All these storylines is the act of you rebuilding them. Everything from AWA, ECW, WCW from 99 to 2001, and all the other wrestling promotions that you found, of course, you're giving guys like Seth Rollins, Corbin, Lesnar, Dolph Ziggler, Buddy Murphy, Aiken, Rezar, Charlotte, and all the others. <clears throat> of course, the red carpet that you've given, of course, Braun Strowman, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, Carrillo, Rey Mysterio, KO, Dana Brooke, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Cesaro, The New Day, The Miz, Asuka, Kari Sane, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, The Revival, and the others are, are given the silent treatment and are put in catering. Vince, when you're arrested for everything that you've done, all the affairs that you've flaunted in, that you've done, flaunted in front of the racism, all the storylines you, you recreated, all the abuse will run back you in the end when you're in that in that hole of a jail. There'll be no affairs with the divas. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, speaking of Kari Sane, I had to mention this. I think we did hear something here, uh, not just recently. I'm not sure when this exactly happened, but I think Kari Sane actually got married here just recently. Um, JD, can we? Can, I think there was some story. There was a story out there about that. Was that about about Kari Sane getting married? Oh, yeah, they talk about that true? Or possibly leaving. Yeah, there's been some talk about it, though. Yeah, but about her getting married, though. Is that. I have not heard anything about that. Yeah, there is something out there saying that she got married here recently. Probably something maybe to look at. Maybe it was while she was out recovering from her injury or something. I don't know. Uh, John says your affair will be with the six foot 10, 350 pound, the toughest news people that. They got every celebrity in prison. He's already got Harvey Weinstein now, and that is, of course, Big Bubba. <laughs> Ooh. And Vince, you're, going, you're in that shower. You drop that stuff. He's going to be all over you like white on rice. Chicken nuggets as well. Oh, good Lord. Man, when John talked John, he, did, he really does say it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> okay. So, Vince, you better be thinking about your judgment day. We will see the person A will be putting you in the streets. And John said that's all he's got. Very well well put, John. Point here, of course, every single time. Yes, indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming up tomorrow as part of our Triple Threat Wednesday here in the WWS Radio Network, we will, start, of course, start things off at 6.30 with WWS Outside the Ropes. I'll be bringing you, of course, the latest pop culture stories out for mania.com. Hopefully we'll have JD on to take care of your rest of your health support as well as some sports headlines coming up as well. And also some other big time uh, uh, pop culture discussion as well. Be sure to join us 141-387-POUND for our next edition of Outside the Ropes. <coughs> coming starting at 6.30. And at 8 o'clock, 139-925-POUND will be WWS Wrestling Debate. Be sure to join the Madness Kingdom as they will be talking about everything from uh, Raw is Raw to what we hope will be coming up on SmackDown to, of course, AEW to, of course, also some possible early predictions for uh, Thursday's Super Showdown show, as well as, of course, this Saturday's AEW Revolution show. Yeah. And of course, with Elimination Chamber on the horizon, there'll be some talk, I'm sure, about it. So be sure to listen in on that on Wrestling Debate tomorrow night from 8 to 9, 139-925 pound. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, episode 799 of Revolution tomorrow night, 138055 pound. 
our live video feed will be from way us built on tradition news and views history and birthdays <clears throat> also of course we'll be talking about uh we'll also be talking about of course uh uh given uh, given of course the official results as of, of the nxt and aew shows tomorrow night plus also we'll be bringing you of course uh predictions in the seven matches in saudi arabia uh for super uh, for super showdown here as well listening on 138055 pound be sure to listen in on that tomorrow night as part of our triple threat wednesday here in the wws radio network right here on talkshoot.com i can confirm ladies and gentlemen as far as our prediction title challenge for super showdown 2020 at the iceman jared d geronimo the human suplex machine john gross the heartbreak kid fonzie he has already left for the night uh I'm hoping everything is okay, but uh, we hope to hear from him, of course, if he comes back. Uh, <clears throat> okay, thank you. Also, Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, did confirm his entry into the Super Showdown Prediction Title Challenge. And also, of course, just a little while ago, ladies and gentlemen, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach has also declared herself in for, of course, uh, for Super Showdown here as well. Um, and of course, all these folks here, with the exception of the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, has also has also, of course, the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, of course, this coming uh, Saturday night. Now, I will go ahead and mention here, ladies and gentlemen, that we will be having a special edition of WWS Power Hour. Instead of starting at 6:30, we will, of course, that'll be Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Our uh, we will. Possibly be doing a live video feed here, I believe, from the Power Hour Radio Facebook page. Um, we bring you, of course, Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays. Also, some wrestling news tidbits from, of course, FullHeavenMania.com. Plus, a rundown of everything that did take place here this week in the radio network. Then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be definitely be providing some coverage, of course, at the AEW Revolution uh, pay-per-view to give our to give our takes here on it, of course, and of course, talk about our predictions. As well, so be sure to listen in on that coming up. <clears throat> coming up here, of course, on Power Hour this Saturday night, starting at instead of six o'clock, it will start at six thirty, and of course, it'll be on for for two, of course a little more than two hours, of course, up until AEW Revolution is over with. Uh, that'll be, of course, one four one three six four. Be sure to listen in on that. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, also remember, also don't forget <clears throat> this uh, Thursday. Okay, thank you very much, GD. This Thursday night, of course, NWO Wolfpack 138-521-POUND. Our live video feed will be from UFC US Ultimate Competition, news and views, history and birthdays. Uh, also, of course, they, our thoughts and opinions as to, as to, of course, what will happen tomorrow night with AEW and NXT. Plus, also, we'll give our thoughts and opinions as to what took place. Uh, uh, what that what after, of course, after the run after the, of course, we'll also give the rundown on Super Showdown as well. And also some other fun stuff here. We'll definitely be talking about that this Thursday night, 138-521 pounds. Be sure to listen in for that for NWO Wolfpack. And, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday will be a very special one. As, of course, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, the coming Friday, ladies and gentlemen, February 28th, our live video feed will be from the Revolution Radio Facebook page itself. The ship broadcast will be celebrating episode number 800. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that number is correct. It is 800. Of course, we'll give you our news and views and history and birthdays. 
Plus, we also hope to hear from, of course, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, as well as Danny from Oak Park, to give their take about what's been going on here in wrestling this week. We may have other folks pop in on the line, you know, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. We will also, of course, be talking about, of course, uh, some of the great, some of the interesting moments that have taken place on Revolution in the past 800 episodes. So be sure to listen in. Listen on that this Friday night, of course, uh, from 9 to 11, of course, 138055 pounds for that there as well. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Uh, and I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, Super Showdown will have seven matches for it on Thursday, whereas AEW Revolution will have only six. But still, both shows hopefully will be able to provide a whole lot uh, of entertainment here. Of course, Super Showdown will be making some history as they will have the first uh, women's uh, championship over there. Of course, as we know, uh, Bailey is set to defend the SmackDown women's title against Naomi. So it ought to be a very, uh, a very unique show here as well. Uh, okay. Okay, also, we also our good friend, Mr. Mitt Patel, who's also been coming on on some of our shows here the past couple of weeks, is on our live video feed tonight from WFUS. Uh, of course, he is, first off, he, of course, is taking a line from John Cena saying that the champ is here. <laughs> uh, then, of course, also, he's wishing a happy birthday to the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. And he's also saying what's up to, of course, JD as well. And also, he's doing his Hulk Hogan. Okay. And he's also doing his whole COVID impression saying, what you going to do, brother? Right. <laughs> and, yeah. of course, and so he you know, also let Bob me know. would have been 80 years old today to answer your question. He had 277, 342 home runs, 13 and 30 RBIs, 2,254 career hits, 1331, I should say, nine-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove winner. That is who's celebrating the birthday today. He would have been, like I said, uh, uh, to say, however, today would have been his 80th birthday. And today, also, as we said, we're going to tell you right now very quickly, yes, today would have been the 77th birthday of George Harrison, believe it the legendary Beatle. And Bobby Riggs, as we said today, was born on this date, however, believe it or not, 1918, the famous tennis player who died in 1995 after playing Billie Jean King back in 1973, how at the Astrodome, I believe, however, would have been today... 102. 12 years, however, he had four, five, six children, however, like I said, his second marriage lasted 19 years, and then, of course, his third and final marriage lasted from 91 through 95, where he passed away in October of 1995, of course. Like I said, the primetime battle of sexes match, of course, everyone remembers that game, was 1973, of course, at the Houston Astrodome, however. Of course, he defeated Margaret Court, and then Billie Jean King beat him in September. In the third meeting, final meeting, however, I believe, however, there was only three of them, however. This was the second one, however, at the Astrodome, however, they said, however. Um, the match had a winner-take-all prize, however, mind you, of $576,000, however, on Thursday, September 20th, 1973. And, of course, it was also known in the movie Battle of the Sexes, of course, played by Steve Carell. And, of course, we know Emma Stone played Billie Jean King. In that movie. Yeah, thank you very much, there. Of course, JD. Uh, Mitt say he will be on. Of course, he will be joining us sometime here 
uh, this week here in the uh, on any of our shows in the radio network. So <coughs> we thank you very much, there, gentlemen. Also, I will point out this Wednesday. I mean, this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be also be giving you the res- official results of, of, of course, a special thing we've been doing in the page, of course, known as Heaven Wrestling Federation, as we said. Of course, our own, of course, our good friend Captain Dex Trio, as of course our agricultural general manager of of course of that of that group here of course um i will go and let you know that we're holding of course the very annual heavenly invitational ladies and gentlemen right but i believe i do have a picture i think we have i think i think we have of course uh we'll have we have 10 matter court uh john our live video feed tomorrow it will be from nwa us built on tradition so there you go uh but i will go ahead and let you know here's the matches that will be that are tech that are of course you can of course still vote on if you haven't voted on them already ladies and gentlemen let me go ahead and run them down here if you want to care to of course ch- check this out on our on the heaven wrestling federation facebook page the first match of course is the last man standing match hitting the big boss man versus balls mahoney i can go ahead and tell you right now uh i do believe we officially have uh we do have officially six people for the big boss man in that match but of course anything could change between now and friday uh the second match is of course a ladies submission match hitting sensational sherry versus the fabulous moolah we have of course we have officially i do believe um let me see here i, be- I believe we have officially I'll have to double check the number of votes here, but I think I will go ahead and say who it looks like that is leading, of course, as of right now. Sensational Sherry is is leading the votes in that right there. And John, of course, has already now left us here for the evening as well. So, John, we thank you, sir. And he'll be back on with us for episode 799 of Revolution, of course, tomorrow night. Uh, match number three, ladies and gentlemen, is a Texas Tornado tag team match. Hitting the Rude and Mr. Perfect versus the team of Eddie Guerrero and Hector Garza. Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect are leading in the voting there. Match number four is a match, a tri- triple threat match for the uh, Heaven Wrestling Federation True Warrior Championship. Mm. In which, of course, you have the Ultimate Warrior, Road Warrior Hawk, and the Renegade. And so far, we have the Ultimate Warrior leading in the votes there. Uh, the Heaven Wrestling Federation tag team titles are up for grabs in our fifth match as a team of Owen Hart and the British Bulldog are taking on the public enemy. And uh, Owen and the Bulldog are leading the votes there. We have, of course, as of also right now, we have our sixth encounter is the Heaven Wrestling Federation manager. Of the- and, of course, we have a lot of entries here, ladies and gentlemen. And so far, it seems that the clear the clear winner so far is the one and only Bobby the Brain Heenan is leading that um, with Miss Elizabeth and Paul Bearer not too far, far far behind and I know I'm probably going to hear this in a minute uh, anyway the Heaven Wrestling Federation uh, Heavyweight Championship is up for grabs a four-way match uh, let's see as of course we have Jim the Anvil Neidhart Test Dino Bravo and Brian Adams, who you perfectly remember as Crush, of course, um, of course, taking part in this match. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Neidhart has got a commanding lead in the votes there. So, so definitely uh, check that out here as well. Also, have ladies and gentlemen, 
and JD might kind of appreciate the name of this next match here. Hardcore Heaven match. You guess it, it is a hardcore match. There you go. Of course, the participants, Bruiser Brody, the Junkyard Dog, Dick Murdoch, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Crash Holly. Bruiser Brody is leaning in the very interesting indeed. Um, um, match number and match number ten actually, ladies and gentlemen, is of course is of course two semifinal matches in the quest to become the new Heaven Wrestling Federation rivalry championship. <clears throat> in this case, if you understand what I, the word I just said, R I V A L R Y, or of course you know wrestling feeds that did take place in real life, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one first match is Roddy Roddy Piper from Superfly Snuka. Piper is leading in the votes in that one. And the tenth one here is the other semifinal match, Randy Savage versus Dusty Rhodes. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the Macho Man is leading in the vote. So there'll be two more matches here coming up here. We have some more matches lined up here. And we'll go continue to add matches on, ladies and gentlemen. Until of course this coming, until of course this coming, uh, until of course Friday, and then like I said, whomever, uh, who okay, whoever has like I said, whoever of course has the most winning, or whoever, whoever has, and this is the part where I, I might have to there saying this, that the that that the folks, that the folks who of course, um. Do uh, who have who of course vote for each and every one of these. If you voted for, of course, the person who actually won the match, you will of course receive a title shot against any of our chambers trivia championship series. So be sure. So so there is there is there is, there is of course uh, um, <clears throat> so there is of course a lot of grabs right here. Uh, of course, uh, also uh, Mitt on the Raw Rant panel chat box has posted a story that JD did bring to our attention here a moment ago about the about suspending Samoa Joe. Um, and of course, we had also, of course, Mr. Fleming also had something to say on the chat box there as well. So, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, we we do thank them for for that. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if we can think of anything else here. Uh, but uh, in this case, JD, if you did not hear, of course, as far as the Super Showdown prediction title challenges are concerned, uh, Super Showdown, you, John, Fonzie, Bobby, and are so far in the running for that. And as for the AEW Revolution event on Saturday, everybody I listed except for Fonzie, I think you told me earlier night that Fonzie was not going to participate in that one. Um, but you and John and Bobby and Ann are going to do the prediction challenge for that one. We, of course, have posted that. To, of course, anybody else who wishes to take part in this here, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to earn an opportunity to pick up a belt. So by all means, please jump in if you'd like to, of course, be a part of this here as well. Uh, we definitely encourage you, of course, to take part in this. <clears throat> Who knows? You might uh, you might be able to have a, one, a match here at some point here on, of course, our wrestling or on our trivia championship series game show, wrestling championship challenge. We hope to get that back up on the air here very very soon. So be sure to listen in on that. Uh, here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if we have 
anything else, of course, to uh, to before we wrap it up here, JD, let me go ahead and of course you're you're the only one here other than myself. So I'll just go ahead and ask you, is there anything you wish to add before we close up shop for the night? And yes, I do, and there is this. Okay. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Ace Ventura, pet detective. How are you this afternoon? All righty then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and at least, at least, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Sorry about that. I didn't hear it. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at least, at least, of course, Gigi didn't have to drink any Folgers coffee to get that wired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, anything else, JD? I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and ask you one more time. Anything else? Hold on. We'll uh, play that for you real quick. Hold on a second. We'll tell you what it is. I'm sure you heard that one. I heard part of it. Well, I heard part of it, but... Uh, Hold on, let's play it one more time for you guys. Are showing. We have lived in the same state for... Still didn't hear it. Well, you just said, that's right. That's right. Just said your balls are showy. Oh, oh yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. But uh, well, on that note, here, folks, we do thank you very much here for listening to episode 798 of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, as well as the Heartbreak Kid Ponzi right here, of course, the chat box. I also want to thank, of course, our friends. On our live video feed tonight from, from of course, uh, WWF US, the old school tradition, including, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming, Mr. Mitt Patel, also, of course, Captain Dave Spieler, and of course, John himself. Also, of course, uh, Mr. Anthony, uh, uh, um, uh, also, of course, um, also, of course, Mr. Anthony Chobot, of course, who did actually give us like a, 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 a thumbs up. So we do thank you for doing that there here as well. And of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're getting ever so closer to the number 800 of Revolution. But of course, after Outside the Ropes tomorrow night, it's 141387 pound. And Wrestling Debate, 139925 pound at 8 o'clock. And of course, 138055 pound episode number 799. Our live video feed will be from UFC, uh, from I'm sorry, from, N, from NWA US, built on tradition. Excuse me. <clears throat> we will definitely have a lot of talk about here, of course, official result for AEW and NXT. Plus, also give you our predictions. Uh, Thursday's uh, Super Showdown event, of course, in Saudi Arabia. Hopefully, we'll have more folks pop, pop in on here, for uh, pop in for for to take part in these predictions. Uh, before before either Thursday or Saturday, uh, but of course if we don't, we'll of course like I said, five, there'll be there'll be four to five lucky folks right here 
we'll be getting some gold right here. So we'll let you, we'll keep, we'll keep you informed here, of course, as to anybody else does, does pop in for the, for our prediction title challenges for these two events here this week. <clears throat> uh, also, let me see here. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Revolution Network 798 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here, of course, on talkshoot.com. But we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Uh, a couple quick plugs. Sorry about that. And I knew I forgot to bring you something out there, folks. Perpetual Uniquity, of course, on eBay, eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity, P E R P U N I Q U I T Y, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. <clears throat> of course, a lot of great items still, of course, for sale. Be sure to check it out here, of course, here today, uh, right there, uh, right there, if for the avenue, of course, be sure to check out Perpetual Uniquity. And also, ladies and gentlemen, do not, by all means, do not forget Bulldog DVD sales and Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety, where, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our DVDs and Blu rays with one or two discs in each set are worth one dollar, DVDs and Blu rays with three or more discs in each set. Are worth two dollars. Also, DVDs in the jewel cases. They're the actual DVDs, ladies and gentlemen, are worth fifty a piece. And also, of course, don't forget the Ford Ford disc set of movie star or Agra, of course, the Running Man, Predator, Commando, and Total Recall. Uh, Ford, you get you can have that Ford disc set for for uh, for three. That's okay. So be sure to check it out here today. And of course. <clears throat> Uh, more entries to come here, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, more coming in here very, very soon, and we'll keep you apprised as to what those will be. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that Bulldog DVD sells a variety. You take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure here today. <clears throat> of course, like I said, since 2015, your source for everything in the world pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WWS radio network and now i do believe from the sound of it it sounds like jd has this ready to go here's of course for revolution 798 tonight here is the closing theme
care and God bless, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.